oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. Good evening. It is so great to have you here this evening at Victory Christian Fellowship. Get your umbrellas out and get ready to be refreshed from God's presence. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that you fill our hearts with good things and you satisfy our mouths and you renew our minds and you heal our bodies. And Lord, you make us whole and for that we glorify you and honor you and bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. They say this mountain can't be moved. Let's stand together. They say these chains will never break. But they don't know you like we do. There is power in your name.
up to heaven's goodness and Lord we trust in your goodness you are a good God you are gracious and greatly to be praised and Lord we thank you and we are gathered here tonight in your house and Lord we open up our hearts to hear from you and we thank you Lord that you speak to us a door that is opened up for you in heaven. Jesus says, I am the door. I have made a way for you to come and receive, to come and have, to come and possess, to come and take ownership. All that I have is yours. I have given it unto you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. Well, if you can, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. We are so grateful for them. They are phenomenal. Hallelujah. And we are glad that you're here tonight. You're in the right place at the right time. 
This was a divine appointment. That means God's got some things for you. We're in the greatest season at the greatest time. Ladies, I want you to know, get ready for this Friday at 6 p.m. There's going to be woven women of victory. How many women of victory who enjoy new life? You're a W-O-V-E-N. You're a woman who enjoys victory and new life. Women, women of victory enjoying new life. Amen. Glory to God. And if you're a coffee drinker, you can look to the back there. Our youth are selling coffee. They're raising money to uh, go to uh, Ramus camp meeting uh, th- this coming year in July. And uh, they're planning on flying there, so we want to send our youth in style. So if you drink coffee, you might as well, you're going to buy it from someone, you might as well buy it from us. Amen? It's their own signature brand, New Generation Coffee. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And if you know people that drink coffee, get them, get them to buy their coffee from here. Amen? Well, in your giving tonight, I just want to read a scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 12. And I just want to read uh, verses 5 to 7. Deuteronomy 12, 5 to 7. I'm reading it from the Amplified. It says, but you shall seek the, the Lord at the place which the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to establish his name there for his dwelling. And establishing name is, is just a place he likes to hang out in. How many know you're in a place that God likes to hang out in? And there... You shall come. Notice the Bible says come. And uh, worship him. There you shall bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the contribution of your hand, your, your votive or your pledged vowed offerings, your free will voluntary offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and of your flock. That pretty much covers everything. And this is what I like, verse 7. And there you, you and your households shall eat before the Lord your God and rejoice in all to which you put your hand in which the Lord your God has blessed you. Amen. We come, we give, and we rejoice. Hallelujah. We got something to shout about. We got something to, to rejoice over. Amen. His name is Jesus. Glory to God. So you can give anytime if you're watching online, go to our website and you can give that way. Amen. And we are so grateful and thankful for the volunteers who help uh, pick up and deliver our kids and teach them and train them. So kids, are you ready for your Wednesday night refreshing kids life tonight? We want to dismiss your kids. Have a great night. Learn about the Lord. Experience his power. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Well, you guys ready tonight? Hallelujah. I want to share with you four powerful words that can open up the door to God's goodness in your life. Four powerful words. Right? 
You know, God is simple. And uh, even though his things are simple, they're very potent. They're very powerful. And I want you to turn into the Bible to Luke chapter 1. And uh, these four words will cause you to receive, operate, and function in God's power. How many want to receive from God's power? How many want to operate in God's power? How many want to flow in God's power? Glory to God, you are an outlet, you are an outlet that's plugged into the right source. And uh, God has never blown a fuse. He has never overridden a circuit. And he came up with wireless. He is the true original Wi-Fi. You know, the birth of Jesus was miraculous. It was supernatural. It had never been done before or will ever be done again. So how did Mary make herself available to the power of God? She said these four little words. You want to know what these words are? Be it unto me. Say this with me. Say, Lord, tonight, be it unto me. What do you need? What is your it? God will be it. Look at verse 38. Mary said, she made a declaration. She made a proclamation. She made a confession. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. She said, be it unto me according to your word. And that opened her up to receive, operate, and function in the power of God. And the angel departed from her. See, if you want to operate, flow, and function in the power of God, you have to agree with what God said. And you have to open yourself up to um, getting to that place where you just take him at his word. So we're going to see the process of which Mary went through to get to that point. And if Mary can get there, so can you. Glory to God. All right, well, let's go there. Let's get to the place where we can declare, be it unto me. When she said that, the angel had to say nothing else. It was a done, it was signed, sealed, and delivered with that statement. And the power of God came on her. She functioned and operated the power of God, and she gave birth to something miraculous. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Let's get into this. This is all taken from the story of Mary. When I walked into the building today, I heard those words, be it unto me. I didn't hear a physical voice, just kind of inside me. They were like, you know, you know those bingo balls where you, where you roll that thing and the balls are going out? That's kind of how it was. 
God was just stirring some things. He, he was churning the butter. Right? He was mixing the flour. Glory to God. All right. Here are some steps to receive from God and operate in his power where you get to the place where you say, be it unto me. All right. Number one, you've got to embrace fearlessness. The angel came to Mary and said, do not be afraid. If you're going to get to the place where you can receive and operate and function in God's power, you've got to be fearless. You've got to be free from every ounce of fear, worry, any type of fear at all. Right? The angel walked in to where Mary was. And he said, do not be afraid. You've got to accept yourself as fearless. Say, fear is not in my DNA. No, no, no. See, God did not give you a spirit of fear. The devil had a spirit of fear, but you're, in, you're of a different spirit. You did not, you were not given a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is not in your DNA. How many know if God wants to use you, he can't use fear? So every time that he came to someone, he would always dispel fear. You, be not afraid. Do not fear. Be of good cheer. Amen? See, that word, do not be afraid, the word afraid is to withdraw from or avoid. It's actually the Greek word phobio. Where do we get that word? Phobia. I have a phobia. I don't have a phobia, but you know what I'm saying. So, the first thing that you've got to conquer to operate in the power of God is fear. Because the power of God may require you to step out into the unknown. To do something you've never done before. Amen? Amen. If you're you're telling a teenage girl that she's about to have a baby without the unconventional way, you're going to need fearlessness. Amen? Amen. Say, "I'm I'm not afraid. All right? Secondly, the second thing... The second step that you're going to need to operate, function in the power of God is to find the favor of God. To find the favor. The angel told Mary, you have found favor with God. Did you know that favor can be found? Let me give you some places in which you can find favor. All right? You can find favor was meant to be found. All right. Hebrews 4.16 says, come boldly before the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find favor. So you can find favor at the throne of God. When you are, in, when you are involved and engaged, everybody say involved and engaged. Some people are involved, but they're not engaged in a relationship with God. You can make frequent trips to the throne of God. Let's be a frequent flyer. Amen? You can go before the throne of God anytime, anyplace, anywhere. So if you want to find favor, you've got to go before God's throne. All right? The Bible said that Noah found favor in God's sight. 
So favor is found in things that God sees. He found it favor in God's sight. So there are things that God looks for to distribute his favor. Okay? Favor is found in wisdom. Whoever finds wisdom obtains favor and grace from the Lord. That's Proverbs 8.35. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the beginning. The beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of God. What does it mean to fear God? To reverence, respect, and honor him. Right? You reverence, respect, honor God, his things, and his people. Okay? It was the favor of God that caused Israel to plunder Egypt. God gave them favor with their masters. And they asked for gold, silver, and clothing. And they plundered Egypt with favor. Favor is a powerful force. Right? The Bible said that Mary found favor. She didn't even know she was looking for it. Exodus 33:13 Favor comes from knowing God, deeply and intimately acquainted with him and recognizing and understanding his ways more clearly. The closer you get to God, the more favor you have. Favor can increase. The Bible says that Jesus grew in stature and in favor with God and man. So that if, if Jesus can grow in favor, so can we because we're joint heirs. Okay? See, so you got to be fearless and you got to be, you got to find favor to operate in the power of God. Favor comes from serving and pleasing those in authority. Joseph served and pleased Potiphar and Potiphar gave him favor. And favor, what did favor do? Favor promoted him. Favor prospered him. Favor increased him. How many want favor? We've got to operate in the power of God through favor. Favor is an extension of God's loving kindness and goodness. Favor means God smiles on you. You ever see those commercials where they smile and they go, ding, you see the little light on the tooth, you know, and it shines? Well, favor is simply God smiling on you. That's my boy. That's my girl. That's my child. And God just wants to do something good for you. Hallelujah. Favor flourishes in obedience. You want to have favor? Do what God says. You don't want to have favor? Don't do what God says. It's pretty simple. Favor is connected to our obedience. Favor is seen in our loyalty. How many know God wants people who are faithful and loyal to his cause? Favor is seen in, with our reverence. 
It's, it comes when we walk uprightly, when we do what's right in God's sight. Not what's popular, but what's right in God's sight. How many know God thinks differently than the world? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. But through Jesus Christ, we have an elevator up. We can go to the high place. Amen? Favor flourishes in godliness and righteousness. So Mary was righteous. She did what was right in God's sight. She served the Lord with what she knew to do. She was of the righteous line. She was of the lineage of David. Glory to God. That was the line that God said, I'm going to bring the Savior through. So she was righteous in God's sight, according to God's standard. Amen? Favor comes through the blessing. You know, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, cause his favor, cause his face to shine upon you. That's showing you favor. That's the sparkling smile. Ding! It's, it's God being gracious to you. God's favor is a manifestation of the Father's love. So if you want to operate and function in God's power, you've got to be fearless and you've got to find favor. Right? Favor comes from showing mercy. You know, when you show mercy, you, you receive mercy. Right? Favor comes from being kind and abiding in truth. Favor flows out of God's wisdom, his skill, his understanding, and his insight. How many know that we have the spirit of wisdom? When we don't know what to do, we can ask for wisdom, and God will give it to us. What is wisdom? It's making the right choice. It's being able to choose between the right way and the right course and the right thing. We can obtain favor by operating in God's goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the third thing that the angel said to Mary, he said, be not afraid. He said, you have found favor. He said, listen carefully. You got your ears on? Are you listening carefully? Listening gives you the faith to bring God's will to pass. If you're going to operate in God's power, God's power comes with instructions. Abraham, I want you to give your son, your only son, to the place that I will show you. Okay, here he is, Lord. Because you have done this, I know that I can trust you, and you are blessed, blessed, blessed. Amen? Amen. So you've got to listen carefully. If you're not listening, you'll miss the faith that God gives. Faith comes. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And you're going to have to have faith to operate in, in, in God's power, to function in God's power. Right? You've got to listen carefully. What you hear will determine what you need to believe. 
Right? So in verse 31 of this story, the angel said, listen carefully. Why? Because he's about to give some instructions. Okay? You need to hear the voice of God's spirit to carry out God's plan. Say, I'm listening. The book of Revelation, when he talked to the different churches, at the end of each one, he said, you need to have ears to hear what the spirit is saying. Listen, there's a lot of voices out there, but you've got to hear the spirit's voice because he's the right voice. Right. So the angel told Mary to listen carefully. Proverbs 724 says, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Don't turn aside or stray. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 8 for just a moment. We'll come back to Luke, but go to Proverbs chapter 8. And look at verse 32. Proverbs 8 verse 32. This is powerful. This is going to open up the door for God's power. Tonight is your night. Say, tonight is my night. It doesn't matter what anybody else came for. Tonight is your night. You get what you need. You get what you want. You get what you desire. Amen? How many bulldog believers do we have here? I'm not talking about Georgia fans. I'm talking about a bulldog that will grab a hold of something and not let go. How many bulldog believers are going to grab a hold of God and not let go? Doesn't matter what I feel. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. I'm holding on to God. I'm going with God. I'm going God's way. That's a bulldog believer. Proverbs 8.32. Now therefore, hearken or listen to me. O you children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. In order to keep his ways, you've got to keep listening to what he says. God is a communicator. Verse 33. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Some people hear instruction, but they said no. They say no, thanks. And God will say, "Okay, I've given you instruction. I told you what to do. But if you want to go your way, have at it. God will let you go your way." All right. Verse thirty-four. Blessed is the man that hears me. He said, "Hearing three times, watching daily at my gates." Waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso finds me finds life and shall obtain favor from the Lord. But look at verse 36. He that sins against me wrongs his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Wow. But he talks about those four verses. He talks about seeking God, waiting on God, coming to his gates. I will enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with what? We've already entered into the courts. We're already in the inner chamber right here, right now. We're before the throne. Glory to God. Isaiah 51.1. Isaiah 51.1. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. Right standing with me. 
who seek and inquire of the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and the excavation of the quarry from which you were dug. You got to look to the rock. Jesus is the rock. He, Corinthians says he was the rock in the wilderness. He was the rock that the water came out. He followed them through the wilderness. Whenever they needed water, there was a rock ready to give water. God's water is ready to pour tonight. It's ready to flow tonight. Woo! And it brings refreshing. And when you listen, you got to listen to understand. In other words, when you listen to what God says, you got to be willing to do what he says. Listening with a willing and ready heart to put into practice what he says. Was Jesus a listener? In every situation that he was in, he listened to the Father. He watched the Father. He watched the Father to see what he would do. He listened to the Father to see what he would say. And he did what he saw, and he did what he heard, and he had great success. Jesus functioned and operated in the power of God. Everything that Mary did, we can do, Jesus did. Jesus operated in the power, didn't he? Can you imagine throwing a party, a Christmas party for 10,000 people? Maybe 15,000. Actually, they weren't even invited. They just showed up. You're going to have to operate in some power, aren't you? Okay? All right, the fourth thing that Mary did to operate in the power of God is you got to conceive something within. The angel said, you shall conceive. How many conceivers do we have in here? Oh, glory to God. The angel said, you will conceive in your womb. You can't conceive anywhere else. Amen. So we got to conceive something within. To conceive means to collect. It means to take. It means to take part with. I seize, I apprehend, I conceive, I become pregnant. Woo, faith is like pregnancy. Do you know it takes two things to bring about a pregnancy? It takes an egg and a seed. The seed gets planted in the egg, right? And once the egg and the seed meet, conception begins and something brand new starts to form on the inside. When you take a hold of God's seed, when you get a hold of what God said and you allow it to come into your heart, something takes place on the inside of you. An explosive force begins to develop and it begins to form and soon you'll be bringing it forth. It could be a vision. It could be a goal. It could be a direction. It could be an insight. It could be an understanding. You got a hold, you heard God say something. You got a hold of it. You let it on the inside and it's growing. Why? Because God's word is life. I've never been pregnant. I can assure you of that. 
But when you get a revelation from God, it's just as real as if you had experienced it. I got this revelation that faith is like pregnancy many, many decades ago. And I told it to some people and this, this black lady, she said, she looked at me, she said, are you sure you've never been pregnant? And I said, I'm sure. <laughs> Amen. You have got to allow God's incorruptible seed to enter you because when it enters you, that's what it produces in your life. How many know that you can't have the word in your head and make it work for you? The Bible never said believe with your head. Knowledge in your head puffs up like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Right? Where, what human element has been designed to believe God? With the heart. Not the thing that pumps blood, but your spirit. Every one of us are a spirit with a soul living in a body. The body is just your house. It allows you to connect with this physical world. But the spirit, the real you, that allows you to connect with both the spirit and the physical world because your spirit resides in the body. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. 1 Peter 1.23 1 Peter 1.23 says, You are born again, reborn from above. Woo, I've been reborn. I didn't come back as a cow or a donkey. I got reborn on the inside. I became a new creature. How did I become a new creature? I accepted Jesus. I allowed his seed to come into my womb. And it, it brought me from the dead. It resurrected me. And it made me a new creature. Now I'm alive to God. I'm pregnant with the Bible. Glory to God. Do you know, ladies, when you're pregnant, you got to watch what you eat. You got to watch what you do. Because if you don't watch what you eat, if you don't watch what you do, you could abort what's what's growing on the inside. Am I right about it? Too many people abort the promise of God. Because they don't eat right. They do things that they shouldn't do. And it messes with the seed that's been planted on the inside. Don't mess with the seed. You got to take care of the seed, don't you? Because that seed will talk to you. That seed will kick you every once in a while. That seed will move to rhythm. Right? That seed will give you cravings, doesn't it? How many had cravings when you were pregnant that you never ate before? Right? Why? Because that seed requires certain things. The seed knows what it needs. Just feed it what it needs. Amen? Okay? The seed of God is imperishable. It's immortal. It's living and it's everlasting. When you grab on to God's seed, you're grabbing on to something that's eternal, everlasting, immortal, alive. You know what happens when you get hold of a live wire? You feel the power. It's called a shock. A couple of weeks ago, Josiah and I, we were in the store 
And he, he noticed that when he walked, he could shock me, and he was shocking me throughout all the store. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Everybody thought I was Pentecostal in the store. Woo, woo. Now get this. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word was made flesh. Right? So Jesus is the Word made flesh. Right? We have got to allow, if the Word can become flesh, then flesh can become the Word. Be it unto me. Is becoming what the Word says. It's embracing what the word says. Oh my goodness. Jesus, the word become flesh, so let God's word become your reality. People who experienced a lame reality, they were lame from birth. They were lame from accidents until they encountered the word. And they they had an exchange with the Word, and the Word changed their lame reality into a walking reality, into a healed reality, into a different reality. How many need a reality in your life changed? Only the Word can change it. Miracles start with the Word, miracles are sustained by the Word, and miracles are completed with the Word. Did you know... That in, in this country, we have, well, every, just about every country has an alphabet. And out of the 26 letters in our alphabet, we can make words. We can make contracts. We can make speeches. We can make sermons. We can make songs. But they're all taken from 26 letters of the alphabet. My goodness, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the all in all. Hallelujah. He is the entire alphabet and anything that we need, we can take from the alphabet and we can make it a reality in our lives. Hallelujah. Conception takes two. An egg and a seed. They've got to intermingle. Oh, we got to intermingle with the Holy Ghost. We got to intermingle with the Word of God because the Word of God and the Holy Ghost are in complete harmony, complete agreement, complete unison. There's no difference between them. The seed and the egg, they need to intertwine and they need to exchange information. Hallelujah. Because once conception begins, then something is going to be brought forth. Something new. It's a combination of the egg and the seed, but it forms a completely new entity. Because life begins at conception. Amen? Life begins at conception. The minute an egg and see meat and they start to form something new, it is life. To conceive means to create exactly according to, be it unto me, 
<laughs> it means you're following it all the way along. It means the substructure determines the entire direction or destination that follows. And then the angel told Mary another thing. He says, you're going to have to bring, you're going to have to give birth or bring it forth. Once it gets to the point where it has developed, it has matured, and it has grown, now it's time to release it. Right? It was, there came a moment in time when she was going to give birth of what, the, of what was taking place on the inside of her. Right? So, what God puts in you, he'll bring it out of you. What God puts in you, he'll bring it out of you. Has God put something in you? He'll bring it out of you. How's he going to bring it out of you? With power. Glory to God. See, you have to be a carrier of God's will, God's way of doing things, and God's promises to walk in his power. And how many know when it's time to bring forth, that's when power is exerted. Push. Right? Push. You've been carrying this for nine months, but now the time has come for you to carry it no more. It's got to be carried on its own. And you are just there to give it birth. You are there to push. And when the birthing comes, that's the most crucial, critical time. That's when you've got to exert more power to bring it out. That's when you give it all your strength and all that you've got. Push. And say, push. Hallelujah. You got to push it out. Isn't that what the Bible says about the eagle? She pushes out the eaglets. Why? Although if they don't get pushed out, they're never going to learn how to fly. Come on, we got some eaglets that need to get, they need to learn how to fly. So you give them a little push. Right? And the eagle free falls and then the mama swoops down and collects it. She does that a couple times. Guess what? They learn to fly. I ain't falling like that again. I'm going to fly. Amen? Then the angel told Mary, you got to name your product. You got to name your product. You got to call him Jesus. Why? Everything that God wants to produce through you has a name. It has a purpose. It has a function. You got to name it. You got to call it. Right? Mary was to name him Jesus. He is called the Son of the Most High. This is what Abraham did in Romans 4.17. Look at Romans 4.17. Romans 4.17. As it is written in Scripture, I have made you a father of many nations. Notice, he wasn't a father, but because something was put on the inside of him, he became something new. And there was a time when he, he became that father, right? In the sight of him in whom he believed, notice in the sight, God's looking for favor, right? 
He believed that is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. God called people healed who were sick, but he called healing into being. He called Lazarus, who was dead for four days, into being, and he called him out of the grave. God's calling some things out of us tonight. He's calling those things that be not as though they are. Someone may have told you that you're a failure. God says, no, you're a success. Someone may have told you, you can't. God says, no, you can, because all things are possible to them that believe. Glory to God. We're tapping into the power, and I'm, be- I'm turning impossibilities into possibilities. Are you with me? You've got to name your product. You've got to call those things into being. Who named the animals? Did God change the name once Adam gave it to him? They became what Adam said. Antelope, deer, lion, tiger. They've been named that ever since Adam issued the name. You want to establish a legacy? Name your divine purpose. Call your kids saved. Call your finances in. Call those things that be not as though they are. Call yourself strong. Let the weak say I'm what? Oh my goodness, they're calling something into being. That's biblical. To call is to invite one. It's to participate with. It's to enjoy it. You are inviting God to be what he said. Glory to God. Go to 2 Thessalonians 2.14. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. 2 Thessalonians 2.14. It was to this end. How many know that God's got an end for you? He's got a destiny for you. He's got a destination. Right? To this end, that he called you through the gospel. Every one of us were lost. But God called us. And what happened? We became saved. We became found. We, be, we, we, we were in darkness. We were now in the light. We were in death, separated from God. Now we're in his life, connected with him. To this end, he called you through the gospel, the good news of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, so that you may obtain and share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. God called us out of darkness so that he could share his glory with us. Say, I'm God's lamp. Oh, the entrance of his word gives light. And it shines where? On the inward parts. Hallelujah. God, in Psalms 2-7, you don't have to turn there, it says, I will declare the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. God called the son into being. He was the son of God, but he became the son of man. Hallelujah. What did God call Abram? He, he, he was Abram, but then God called him something different, Abraham. God put, put himself in the middle of Abram. And he became Abraham. 
Hallelujah. So, God called you to something. He called you to victory. He called you to greatness. He called you to healing. He called you to prosperity. He called you to have joy. Amen. Your joy is not based on what's happening in the world or how you feel. Your joy is, comes to us because of Jesus Christ. That means our joy that we operate from has nothing to do with our circumstances, our environment, our family life, nothing. It has everything to do with Jesus. So you can have joy in the midst of trouble. God's word will not return void from him. All right? And uh, Mary said, how's this going to happen? Because I'm a virgin. You're not alone. See, when you think you can't do something, God's power comes in. That's when the angel said, God's power is going to come on you. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. He's going to come in you, and he's going to, over, he's going to hang on you like a shadow. He's going to cast a shadow on you. Glory to God. She said, I'm a virgin. I can't do this on my own. That's why you need God's power. Say, I need God's power. God made his power to cooperate with us, to work in us, and to work through us. Someone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, the spirit and the power, right? And then Mary got to the place where she responded, be it unto me according to your word. Say that. Say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. You said it. I believe it. That's it. You don't need any other proof. You don't need any more evidence. If you know that God said it, you know that he, you can have it. If you know that God said it, you know that it's yours. If you know that God said it, take it. Have it. Amen? Mary did not add anything to the word. She did not change anything about the word. She accepted the word as God said it. She didn't put it through reason. She didn't put it through feelings. She didn't take a poll. She didn't go see if it was okay with her mama or her daddy. She knew God's voice. She knew that what, what the angel was saying to her was God's word. It was God's will. You wouldn't, didn't have to convince her. She just accepted it. All you got to do is accept it. Amen? Accept that you're healed. Accept that you're rich. He became poor so that we could become what? Rich, say rich, is a Bible word. Nothing wrong with being rich. So many people who followed God were rich. Guess what? Let's just carry on the family tradition. Let's be rich. Amen? Well, I can't do it. Yes, you can with God's power. Don't, don't look to that piddly little job. That job is not your source. There's something greater than the job. 
The source can provide water from a rock. The source can rain bread from heaven. The source can send quails chest high. So you can just knock them out of the sky with a baseball bat. Amen? Mary made a bold public confession acknowledging and accepting the word of the Lord with no questions and no doubts. Will you do the same? If you do the same, you can function and operate in the power of God. Mary accepted the word as God said it. She did not alter it, change it, or add or subtract from it. I'm going to have a baby the unconventional way? So be it. You've got to, you've got to own the unknown. All right? And when you accept God's word like Mary did, you'll have the same effect on you as it did on her. Produce, to produce something totally different in your life. Amen? That's some rich stuff. Amen? So God is a giver. And he did not expect any one of you to come tonight and leave empty-handed. He wants to give you whatever it is you need, want, or desire. His power is here. His word is here. The angels are ready behind the scenes. You may not see them, but they're here. Amen? And God's power is here. It's working. It's ready. So who's ready to receive? If you came in here needing something tonight, or wanting something tonight, or desiring something tonight, get up here right now. And you're going to get refreshed. You may not even be able to contain it. You know, when God touches your head, your cup can't hold it in. <laughs> your cup can't hold it in. <laughs> Woo, Father, I just thank you right now for your anointing to flow in Jesus' name. Father, your anointing to flow in Jesus' name.